Hello and welcome to another The Point Forward Podcast. We are thick in the middle of the Western and Eastern Conference Finals. A lot's going on and we're fresh off the NBA lottery results. A lot of stuff to talk about. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, PJ. PJ, what's going on, man? Balls in the air, my guy. Balls in the air. Yeah, unfortunately, we're so we're recording this on a Thursday night, uh, so we actually have a break in action. No games on tonight. Tomorrow is game two of Cavs and Celtics, and then we have game three of Warriors Spurs on Sunday, Saturday, and then we have Cavs Celtics game three on Sunday. And uh, let's let's jump into it, man. But let's start with the lottery before we get into the conference finals. So the you know nothing crazy to shake out. Uh, the big thing that everyone was keeping their eye on was whether or not the Lakers the were going to keep their pick. The, yeah. The, pick. the Bulls are going to get the Kings pick, right? Yep. Everyone, everyone was, uh, very invested in that. Everyone's so bummed, crushed. I'm sure the Bulls didn't get that Kings pick. From it the- was the, it was all over NBA Twitter. No Damn one would it. stop talking about it. Darn it. Unfortunately, they didn't get it. A little all dang trade. Shoot. And the the Lakers kept their pick. The Lakers, okay. uh, well, sh- uh, not shockingly, yeah. Like, how much would you have bet that the Lakers would keep their pick? Would be in the top three? What kind of odds do I get? Like two to one? Uh, yeah, sure. Oh, like a thousand dollars? Like I saw no scenario that it didn't happen. I mean, I know that, like, technically their odds were, like, they had a 45, I think 45% chance of being in the top three. So odds were against them, but no way is that happening whatever, that the Lakers aren't going to. give me. If I can, like, make half, like, double or, like, make half of the money I put down, like, I'd put, like, I'd be down to make a quick, like, $500 on that. Like, um, I mean, it was pretty great they sat and beat and Magic Johnson next to each other. I kind of. It was incredible. I kind of wish I could watch more Magic Johnson and Joel Embiid together. I think next year Joel Embiid should host this. Like, he'd be great at it. I mean, it would be unbelievable. You put that guy on TV, like everything that Joel Embiid is gold. I mean, get that guy on TV as much as possible. And I know you can't just like, like dude's got to play basketball during the season, but every opportunity you have, well, all the Sixers suck. Might as well take advantage of... If they rest him, I think it should be changed. Any game they rest him, like back-to-backs, they rest him. When he's, like, hit his minutes limit, like, he automatically goes in the TV booth. Yeah, oh, hell yeah. I I 100% agree with that. That or he's, like, he gets to answer the... Or he gets to ask questions to the coach at the end of every quarter. Uh, That would be good. Like, he gets to – not only does he get to do it for his own team, but he gets to do it for the other team too. So, like, can you see him interviewing Pop? I'd pay good money to see him ask two questions to Pop. Like, Pop, how are you going to defend me? <laughs> even even – yeah, even he's not playing. I'd love to see it. Uh, but, how much would you like to have me on your team? But, oh, I think right now he'd want to have him very much, uh, especially if he's healthy because – Marcus and Powell ain't looking so good, but we'll we'll get to that later. So that the NBA lottery, no one, uh, you know, no huge uh, changes, like nothing completely unexpected. Uh, the Kings kept two picks. Yeah, Kings got two picks. Which 
if you would have told me at the beginning of the night that that was going to happen, I would have guessed that one of two things happened. One of those picks falls out of the top ten, or the other pick, you know, they uh, lose it because it goes top three, the Pelicans pick. I really hope, I really wanted it to also fall out of the top ten. I would have liked the 11th pick. Bulls did a lot of great things with the last number 11 pick they did. Traded for campaign with it. Yeah. Uh, you know, but they the they they had so much point guard depth in the playoffs that it, they just got buried on the depth chart, man. I don't know what to tell you. Shoot, it sucks. It sucks when you have five really good point guards. You just can't find minutes for them. Hey, if you have five point guards, you don't have one. That's what they say. Yeah, that is what they say. Uh, so, uh, yeah, in my eyes, like the big loser here was Phoenix because they could have really yeah. used one of those top two picks. Uh, because I think Markel Fultz, like I know they have, I like Eric Bledsoe, and I've said that on the pod before. I like Eric Bledsoe, I think he's a good player. He's a little undersized. Uh, he just doesn't have the upside Markel Fultz does, and uh, or Lonzo Ball, but yeah, at four, they're going to be able to get a piece that really helps them regardless. Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, obviously everyone's talked about the, how sick this draft's going to be. Um, there's a lot of really good guys, um, and they really need a wing player uh, more than anything. And I think, honestly, being at four, like, they're in a better position to get that, probably. Um, you look at, like, Jason Tatum, Josh Jackson, I would like either of them on the Suns. Um, Josh Jackson, I think, would be doper looking on the Suns, uh, just from like that that fro and just everything. I feel like he would look dope in a Suns jersey. I uh, I like Josh Jackson there. I also, I mean, it really depends on who is there because I don't know who I I could see the Sixers going in so many different directions at three. See, like, because I, I like I love De'Aaron Fox and I think that he yeah, will eventually be. Yeah. A good That's, point guard in the NBA. Like I could see him being better than Lonzo Ball. Like he's just a fucking competitor, yeah. dude. He's, I like him. But the problem with him is that he can't shoot the ball very well. And if you pair him next to Ben Simmons, that's going to create problems. Uh, yeah, the not shooting part is, I don't know, man. I think that's I, fixable. I, but I'm just saying, in the short term, they're they're gonna have a tough time with a lineup that you're strolling out. Those two, and occasionally, like you have, you have a uh, Sarich and Embiid, the two big guys that can stretch the floor, so that helps. But um, you know, I just, I, I don't think you're, like, I've coming from, a, uh, I root for a team that has a point guard that, for ninety five percent of his career, hasn't been able to shoot the ball consistently, and it really, really uh, handcuffs your team as far as what they can do. I gotta, I mean. I think Darren Vox, I think that's the pick for Philly. But I'm not saying it, it isn't. But then who's it's just the you have to admit, though, it's not a great fit. I mean, it's just not. I think it is. Though. I mean, I think I can see it working. I mean, even if it's. Because I just, I mean, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know if, I, if I'm Philly if I would assume Ben Simmons is, you know. Ready to go. I just, I mean, with all their their shit, it's like you just need to know you have like a role, role filled, and it's like if Darren Fox fills a role, you work around with Ben Simmons. I think like, and then in the day you have just like talent, like you can work with that. Like I, 
especially since they're all young guys, it's not like they're asserted themselves in a certain way. Like I think they're all developing enough that you can tweak some of like what you want out of them. But um, I just want the Philadelphia 76ers to draft someone that will play in their rookie year. And I want them to trade Ja to someone, just like anywhere else. So you don't think that they should take Jason Tatum then? Because I think Jason Tatum fits pretty nicely with this team. I mean, I mean, if they draft Jason Tatum, that team would be huge. As, oh my, that team would be the so fucking big. <laughs> I mean, I think that he works well. Like you, I mean, the problem is, is how they're going to work with Ben Simmons being their their point forward is going to be interesting. Because, I mean, they really are going to – I think that they're going to have the ball in his hands a ton. Right. So I mean, then if you get De'Aaron Fox, he's going to play off ball. That's not really his skill. Uh, and then Jason Tatum, I, I I can see him – like he's a bigger player, but I, I look at him similarly to the way I look at like Andrew Wiggins, that he's just a – he's a really good isolation scorer. He's not moved the ball a ton. For Tatum? Uh, yeah, like he's yeah. a good spot up shooter. I'm not saying he isn't, but he's he doesn't do at right now. He's not a facilitator. He doesn't. He's not going to get right. you a ton of rebounds right away. And he's just like a good scorer, which is great. Like they need that, but it's I don't know if it fits with everything else they have. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't. You know, you're right. I think he's like more of an ISO ball, and I don't really. I don't. Really, I like Jason Tatum, like kind of being on the like the Kings. I think that's where. Unfortunately, that I think he's going to kind of be destined. I hope that that does not happen. I mean, for his sake, I don't want it to, but I kind of feel like that's where it's trending. But like, so my argument, like to what you're saying, though, is you're like, all right, Ben Simmons, ball dominant guy. Um, my counter argument to that is I can think of a team in particular we will be talking about later as two very ball dominant players that work pretty well together. Um, a la a Kyrie Irving, yeah, 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 yeah. James. Um, granted, Kyrie can shoot. You know these guys can. Yeah, I that's mean. that's more my my point. But like, I like the idea of having two dudes that you can like trust to have the ball in their hands at any point, and like them both being young enough that they could like develop together and like figure out a chemistry of how they to play with each other. Um, well, it also doesn't handcuff you. You see a lot of teams like the Bulls with Rondo being out that they don't have a second point guard that they can troll out there and create playmaker. I mean, at this point though, like, right, right. But like, if, yeah, yeah. So you look at the Rockets the and Harden is technically their Jimmy, point yeah. guard, but Harden I mean, is. I mean, Beverly really, I mean, he guards the point. Like those, they're pretty much just the two guard positions. They can do anything. So like if you, if you have two guys that can handle the ball, you can stagger their minutes a little bit. You can have, one of the guys that's that's uh, that gets rest first can come in and be the primary ball handler when the point guard is out, and then all you need is a backup point guard that isn't necessarily a great playmaker but can shoot the ball pretty well, and just that that's easier to find than playmaker. So I agree with you in that. Yeah, I like I think Fox. Uh, I'm a. I think from now till the till the draft though, well probably till he starts playing though. I'm a. Dude, I'm so conflicted on Lonzo. Like I, ever, like I just, I maybe I'm over, like I overthink some of it. But there's just so many things about Lonzo. I'm just like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. 
I just like with Lonzo Ball first off. I mean, probably some of the issue is like, do you know what Lonzo Ball's voice? If if we did a voice lineup right now, could you tell me what Lonzo Ball sounds like? Yeah. Oh fuck. Well, you're one of ten people. And the reason I like because of his because of, of the the Zoe two commercial. No. Nope. Uh, rap. Well, I have. I, I mean, his rap is is all right, but I have heard that. But more so because of Lil Dicky did like a spoof fourth yeah. Ball brother, and Alonzo oh. talks in that, so fair, I remember it from that. Fair. Lil Dicky does most of the talking. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying Lonzo talked in. I remember it. I, I heard it. But I, I know I know what you're saying. But are most of your concerns off court stuff? No, my concern is like on like the stuff that kind of. I think it's just because of recency of like basically how he ended his UCLA, like just playing Kentucky and like declaring like two seconds after basically like that second half like mailed it in. Um. Just all of that, those parts of it. I'm just like, eh, just like, not feeling great about it. And then, in my back of my mind, the entire time, like my thing with Lonzo is, with all the shit that Lavar is talking, it's like, holy shit! Like he's got to be great from the beginning. Like he is just like, has to be like one of the best, have one of the best rookie seasons to make people leave. Like not just like give him a ton of shit and like call him a failure at this point you know like it's just that and i feel bad for him in that way it's like i just the bar keeps getting raised like day in and day out guys haven't even been on a team yet he hasn't even played like it's just like not to say he can't be any but you're almost at a point where it's like (laughs) on his dad's side it's like he'd have to be michael jordan to like make everything all right like he was worth like the hype no it's uh it's gonna it's gonna it is tough uh i mean well there there's so many there's so many parts to play into this one is the brand that they're now building to try to go up against adidas under armor nike and uh the more i thought about the shoes thing i thought it kind of made sense in that it's like this kind of fits my personality if nothing else me raising this price like if they would have set the price at 120, maybe it probably just doesn't get much le- much legs in the media. But they set this ridiculous price tag, and then ev- it's everywhere. It's kind of smart if you think about it that way. But well, I mean, that's beside. But like this, this that this is just all a part of Lavar's right. That's huge well, ego, and it's just it. like he's just. You what? just hit it though. Like it's all. This is all like the VAR stuff, which is like. That's why I'm like, I, I'm really torn by because like, I have the Lavar side of like what Lonzo Ball is, and I like have the aspect of me watching him play and that part of it. And I was in on Lonzo, like I mean, but just like all this Lavar Ball stuff got super fucking ridiculous. And I mean, like whatever, like he can do what he wants, like you know. I mean, I just you know hope he's got his kid's best interest in mind, but at the same time, I just. I think so many people like are gonna assess him in a way of like what his dad's saying, and they're not gonna actually look at okay, like here's what Lonzo can actually do. 
type of you know, I mean, like it's just like no right, i know what you mean I, the thing is time, though like yeah there's been enough times since that ucla kentucky game and it's his dad's just like said all this crazy stuff and it's like i feel like people going into the draft are going to have that idea of him more than they are like what was actually on the court but and i really hope like because the, the how he kind of played in that last game then just declaring after like didn't leave a really great taste in my mouth like, not a great feeling but i hope it was just like one of those things where his team wasn't playing great it just was like an off night and he's like all right you know this sucks but like going to the league like I was, you know what, and, and there's Kentucky guys that are like this too, so it's like, I can't criticize it from that perspective, who've done well, but it's, like, if his focus is like, I'm going to get through this year of college, like, show what I've got, and like, but my fo- my goal and my focus is on the pros, like, alright, but now it's just, like, that's all I think about, is, is like, what is that guy's focus on, is it making a bunch of money, is it actually being a really good basketball player, is it winning, like, just getting his points um so i kind of hope from now till then we can at least actually hear from lonzo and kind of mute some of the lavar stuff for like a minute well i agree with that 100 percent. but my take him, it's just like it's personality like that's like what i care about more with him than anything see but i've never heard or like so lonzo declaring for the draft immediately after losing kentucky was not what yeah. i would want to see no <laughs> it's not it just makes you look like you're not a very competitive person especially when yeah. like he knew he was going against the top 10 draft pick in De'Aaron fox De'Aaron fox just took his lunch money all game i mean it was ridiculous i think that he finished with 39 points uh and this is a guy that he just he can't like he there's really no shooting threat and lonzo just couldn't stop him and the guy was just hounding Lonzo all over the place. And so that's concerning. But everything else, like when you watch Lonzo play, at least in college, cracking open a beer over there, Big Cat? Yep, got a new one. Got a new one. <laughs> Hell, we're not too far. Yeah, you keep keep drinking. We've, we've got quite a bit of pod left to do here. But So, so he pod. he's uh, – I mean, so no no threat to, to shoot, and he just takes his lunch money all game. But Lonzo, if you look at him, like he just looked like the game came easy to him in college. And this doesn't always translate to the NBA, but I think he's going to be a good point guard in the NBA day one. The problem with the main concern he's for me vision. and you here, oh, no question. And he's, he's long. He has quick feet. He can play defense. I mean, I, I think that he will be able to defend at an okay clip. Like, very few rookies come in and are, like, above-average defenders. I think he'll hold his own. But the problem with him is I, I like, he shot really well from college. I don't see him having yeah. very much success with we've his stroke because, yeah, and we've talked about it. It's just, like, it's a very slow stroke. takes a really long time to get off. You don't have that much time in the NBA. Like, it's why Steph worked on getting the – lightning quick release and that's not a fair comparison he's the best three-point shooter of all time but i mean i would guess that that from the time that it takes steph to get his shot off and the time for lonzo to get his shot off it has to be like three or four times amount of time i mean it's like lonzo is just like this huge elongated motion to get the ball into a shooting pocket before he actually releases and 
I'm a little afraid of it because we've talked a lot on this podcast already about point guards that can't shoot the three, and uh, it just doesn't it doesn't work very often. It, like it, you can only go so far with guys like that because then they can just start keying on them, and it it does it just holes uh, holes on when you're driving to the lane close a lot quicker. They're not as wide. Like it, like we've t- you and I were talking. Uh, a couple, it might have been the last podcast of the podcast before, but it's like, well, Le- when LeBron can shoot threes, it's it's over because they have to play off him a little. They have to get up on him a little bit to be able to get a hand in his face when he shoots a three. But he's so quick, then he just gets in the lane, and then it's just he's either going to get a dunk, a layup, or he's going to kick out for a wide open three, and it's game over. But if you don't have a guy with the ball that has that threat those close up and you just don't get open looks right i mean yeah i yeah i i think lonzo's got enough skill to like play but i like lonzo he's gonna go to the lakers at number two yeah that's like kind of yeah i guess the 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 part of this i didn't but yeah like he's only he's only gonna work out for them he's a laker that almost like i like PJ That's knows like we haven't talked about like I before I moved up to the Twin Cities like I'm I'm I was followed the Lakers Shaq is like my favorite player of all time love the Lakers I was almost like God I like they like the lottery gods should smite the Lakers and they should spite smite Lonzo Ball for just all this bullshit that that's going on with this because but sure enough they get second pick and they're gonna get to take him. Yeah, I mean, I just don't like the the kind of like, oh yeah, the Lakers will take me type stuff, but whatever. I mean, dude plays well. Like, I'll I'll be loving every minute of it, so I don't really care at that point. But I think uh, I really think though, like we, I mean, I think Darren Foxen gets so much love from now to the draft. Like he's gonna be the guy. People are just like eating up and just trying to talk up and like I think he's really good I really like I mean I I crapped all over him I think at one point when we recorded at some like I didn't think he played any defense and like was kind of so-so um hashtag team Malik Monk but uh Darren Fox is tight like he's he's gonna be pretty good I think um so it's interesting, yeah, because it's just like I, I, and I just have the worst recency bias. So like just thinking about that game and how awesome Darren Fox was and how disappointing Lamelo was, or no, damn it, <laughs> how disappointing Lonzo was. There we um, go. So I wanted to bring that up, but um, I think before we we wrap this part up, we have to obviously talk about like what the Celtics do now with number one. Yeah, so that that's been a huge topic of conversation the last day or two. And obviously, the answer is they just trade it to the Bulls for Jimmy Butler. Would you t- would you do that straight up if just as a Bulls fan? Would you be happy if they so did that? So I have I have two kind of. Ways. And I did. I don't think there's there's no chance they would do it. The Bulls would not do that trade. If they would not take Jimmy Butler for the number one pick straight up, like. I'd smack someone. I mean, I'm fine with that. Uh, I guarantee they had number one pick and probably a wing on the table for Jimmy Butler at the deadline, man. Well, they had no way. I, I, 
I know they um, didn't have the number one pick then, but it, they knew it was going to be top three. Well, that's what they were waiting. Well, dude, they wanted to see what the pick was. I, I don't want to talk about it. You brought it up. You brought it up. I was that was a first part was a joke. Second part was I was gonna say yes. I would take it straight up. I would also though, if I was a Boston fan, if I was like them, they should just take Markel Fultz. And what I was gonna say as a counter though is like they don't have like a bunch of position logs at a lot of places. If they want to give me that twenty nineteen that other Brooklyn pick and a whole slew of whatever else they've got. Like, I'll take that too at this point. Like, I, yeah, like, like, why wouldn't you? Like, you'd want some, like, Jay Crowder 2018 Brooklyn pick. Well, I was going to say, like, I and want. One of, and one of their uh, draft and stash guys. Like, they have two of them. They were first rounders last year that are pretty good. Well, I was going to say, like, you should give me Marcus Smart. Yeah, Jay Crowder. Mm. I mean, dude, they're too much so... now. Why? Well, if Markel Fultz is on the team, like he, he's a no. I'm just Marcus Smart. I I think it, like if I'm Danny Ainge, I would do that. I just I'm thinking that that was probably already on the table, so I don't think that it would happen. I want Terry Rozier. I want Marcus Smart. And the pick. Maybe Jay Crowder or yeah. Rozier is gettable. I don't. I like, they, dude. People, Boston is obsessed with Marcus Smart, and they're not going to give up A.B. Bradley until they have to. I don't think, unless they're just like. Because here's no, I, the thing. Like, I wasn't asking. I wasn't going to ask. Ray, there's no way they'd give up A.B. Bradley. Okay. I like. I I would be. Jay Crowder just makes sense because like Jimmy fills that role and it's like a better score. And it's a like pretty uh, it's a pretty he's got like the best contract in the NBA uh, but no I was saying that like oh man yeah I just like I just see them like basically like with Markel Fultz they just have such a jam log then at like that guard position and like their rotation would just be so weird but like, this is my don't want I I I agree with you here, but what I think is going to happen, because, you know, obviously the draft comes before free agency. So what I think will happen is that they will take Markel Fultz, number one. They will make a run at Gordon Hayward. And if they get Gordon Hayward, then you may see a trade go down. Then you might, because that's their opportunity. It's like we could we could go for the title next year. Because then you're looking at you trade Markel and another wing for Jimmy Butler or Paul George. Uh, you could trade a couple of pieces with them, um, as well as draft picks from previous years. And then you're looking to line up something along the lines of like Isaiah Thomas, Avery Bradley, probably playing Jimmy Butler at the three, Gordon Hayward at the four, and Al Horford at the five, and that's scary. Like that's that's scary, uh, but I mean that, that's a lot of speculation. Uh, but I think they'll take Markel Fultz. I don't see a draft. I don't think a, a draft day makes- trade happening. Like he's dude. He has the potential to be like top five point guard in the NBA. 
I mean, he's he's long, he's athletic, he can already score from all over the place. Defending, I don't know if what he can do there, what he's gonna. It's it's hard to evaluate the guy because he just played on such a shit team in college. You didn't get to see him in big games. Like he played Lonzo Ball. His team played him twice. He only played in one of the games. He put big numbers, but so did Lonzo. And Washington lost by thirty points. So it's tough to evaluate. But unquestionably talented. I think he's like he's a really good fit for Boston. Like I think he'll I think that makes sense. Like the minute they got it, I was like, damn, they're gonna they should draft him. That's a smart thing to do. If they wanna be dumb, like I'll make sure Well you have I'll make sure You have a ton of there's so much I mean, they have so much salary cap flexibility because they're well other than Al Horford, their next three best players, like, I, I mean, Isaiah is probably better, but you get my idea. Like, three of their four best players, dirt cheap contracts with Isaiah, Jay Crowder, and Avery Bradley. And they still have another year or multiple years left. So they, they've they really uh, – it's it's pretty it, they, it's pretty fascinating. I, I think it's only a matter of time before they pull the trigger on a big superstar. And I like, – you know, so I'm – you know, I don't have any connections to people in the NBA. I wish I did. But if I was to just guess, I think I think Gordon Hayward is going to Boston. And why would I, why if I'm Gordon Hayward would I want to sit why would I want to sit in Utah, which I they have an intriguing young core. I'm not saying they don't have any talent. And it's not like they don't have any history because this is a team that battled the 90s Bulls and you know, Stockton, the Mailman. Like they've, like it's not like I'm not trying to shit on the Jazz here, but when you have what like you look at what the Celtics have, and they could pay you a max, and he missed third team All NBA today, and so he can't get that five year, two hundred plus million dollar max offer that he otherwise would have been able to get. You know that extra year means less now. It's more incentive to him for for him to leave, and he has that connection with Brad, like you said. I just think he's gonna go. So if if you're the Celtics and you think he's gonna come, then why send the number one pick to try to get Paul George and Jimmy Butler when you can just wait two weeks, sign Gordon Hayward, and then if you think you need to, you can make that trade and just put a you know Eastern Conference super team to try to rival LeBron. The other flip side of this, I know I'm going a huge rant here, so I apologize, PJ. Usually this is this is you, but uh, you know. Maybe the Celtics are just waiting until LeBron's window is a little bit, a little right. bit closer to being close. Which I think they are. I think they're leaving up a lot. They're just leaving their options open, but like to try to run at, make a run at them. Yeah, see what happens. But I mean, I think if yeah they sign Gordon Hayward, that can make sense. And like their pitch should be then like, hey, we if we sign you we're gonna make this trade and i'm just gonna say that i mean i really wanted this pick because i was really optimistic to be the number one pick but like yo like i'll take the 2018 nets pick i'll take whatever kind of overlap of the other guys you have on your team like i'll take that stuff because i need actual nba players and the celtics have a lot of those guys and i'd like some of them because you know, there's not many NBA players on the Bulls, so um, like yeah, you give me Marcus Smart, that pick, 
some other stuff like you didn't have Jimmy Butler you kind of have yourself a little stacked little squad maybe Fultz is like the sixth man on that team for a year right uh, is right here or something I like but I just think there's like if they get Fultz even just off that like you're already having a position where you have too many guys that need minutes and like you need to start packaging some of that and just like upgrading and do a a superstar play I mean Jimmy's there like and if the Bulls don't trade Jimmy this year I'm just gonna be like damn this sucks for all, on all fronts so once again that was talking Bulls basketball we've done it again we found a way to end <laughs> Well, <laughs> it's it's pretty relevant this time, so I'm not going to ride you too hard. But let's let's talk Thanks. about Western Conference a little bit here. Uh, unfortunately, this has not been a great series so far. Although uh, game one with game one was very entertaining, it's a great game. Uh, but the big controversy that came out of game one was that uh, Zaza Pachulia closed out on Kawhi, landed on his ankle, nothing easy. rolled nothing it, nothing easy, baby, nothing easy. Nothing easy. This got blown up, and I'm not saying it shouldn't have because Kawhi is a top three. I mean, top five player, no question. He's and top. Like he's gonna finish the, top three this. in the MVP vote. So, so I've heard a ton of people say, "I PJ." I've heard a ton of people say that they think that that run was going to come either way, and that the spur they just think the Warriors would have won even if Kawhi was playing, and I think that's bullshit, and I want to know what you think. I think it's bullshit also. Uh, I think I the Spurs win by 15-plus points if Kawhi finishes that game. I think the fact that Kawhi went out was just like a, a reset for everything. I just think, like, how he was playing and just, like, how it was going, yeah, like, the Warriors couldn't figure out something in that game. Um... Yeah, I think him going out was just kind of the the reset and the Warriors like, oh, no Kawhi? Yeah, I'm not really scared of anything else on this team. Like, let's go. And I think it'll give you tell by, like, Pop's reaction and everything the next day. Like, I think he thought the same thing. Um, I think he felt like they got a game and, like, any chance, like, their best chance of winning this series. Just kind of slid took the feet right out from underneath them oh this series <laughs> this series is so boring that it makes you yawn a little bit just catching my breath um no it's not boring so i mean like overall i'll, I'll put this out there right now um i really i was thinking about this last night before the Cavs played but how sweet would it be so everyone it's like oh it's, it's going to be Cavs Warriors. That's lame. No, no, no. It's going to be awesome. Everyone stop. But how much better would it be if going into that? Both teams are 12-0. and Both teams are 12-0. and How sick would that be? Like, I, I'm just getting giddy just thinking about it. Like, that's all I want. I don't care. Like, whatever you want to say about them. But, like, as far as just a hype-up story and, like, the ultimate way to promote this finals, which is going to be a blockbuster, just downright basketball gasm of them all. Like, if you can say both teams are undefeated, like both teams have not lost a game yet. Like, this damn it was meant to be. Y'all said it, but 
now they showed it and stop complaining let's just all watch every one of these games and have it be like a two-week super bowl basically hey we've we've been fortunate enough to watch the last two years and even when, when the Cavs lost in six two years ago you know it was you know it was but, lebron against the world and they they went up 2-1 after losing Kyrie and you Kevin Love had already been knocked out of the playoffs and it was a great series and then last year I, we don't even need to revisit it it was every game I, well so there were some blowouts in there but the last four or five games of that series was just an awesome series and this like the there's even there's even more bad blood now it's tied 1-1 these teams don't like each other there's a lot of there's a lot of storylines behind this whole Warriors Cavs matchup and it just keeps getting better and better. It's like don't get bummed out. It's gonna be good. But and I am trilogy, rooting for the for the trilogy, like let's have it be undefeated. Like let's let's just do it, guys. Like let's all just you know I want together. Let's all lock arms and just be like I want the most Hollywood over the top fucking crazy ass shit that you couldn't even come up with in your backyard and it'd be believable type of like final setup for this like let's we we deserve this yeah so i i I wanted to talk a little bit about this because i feel like a lot of the time this season you know western conference a little bit different uh there was a streak for a while that the warriors weren't playing very well the spurs had taken a, a one game lead in the west and the warriors ended up kind of running away with it but especially in the East, it was like Cavs are vulnerable. Cavs don't look great, and even that period in the Western Conference, they're like the Spurs are the number one team over there. And then we get to the playoffs, and going into the season, everyone had been saying like this is just regular season is just kind of uh, well, uh, go through the motions here. We know what the finals are going to be, whatever. And turns out. It's looking like it may be that way. Like we're really, we're really early. Maybe this is a good transition to talk about the Cavs. Cause I don't think I don't want to spend this whole time talking about how Zaza was is an awful, dirty player for it. Cause like, was that a fa- was that a foul? Yeah. yeah. Should you do that? No. But he, it, like, he's a seven foot guy closing on in on an athletic freak in Kawhi Leonard. He takes a jump shot. Zaza closes a little bit too closely, and I'm sorry. I just don't believe that Zaza is so athletic that he's purposefully sticking his foot out Nothing to have him easy. land on it. Nothing easy. Um, nah, I just, I mean, I hope Kawhi can play in Game Three. I like it would suck. Qu- this is questionable right now. No, I, I just wish I just would. It would really suck if he got taken out for the rest of the series, but. Cause then it like it, cause literally all I'm doing right now, folks, is I just want, want to hype up this 12-0. I don't want any of these like, oh, we quite didn't play any game after game one. Like, they would have lost at least a game if Kawhi played. Like, maybe so, but yeah, get Kawhi back. Do you want the Warriors to sweep them? I want the Cavs to sweep the Celtics, and I just want, I want to just build up these two behemoths i want the heaviest of heavyweights against one another probably the like in our lifetime we have not seen this the two of us i mean i think i think like what we're about to experience is going to be what i'm sure people in the 80s felt with like the celtics lakers um 
but like this is like the most premiere of the premiere uh and like for us never getting to see Kobe versus LeBron in the finals like we deserve this we deserve both of them being undefeated just going in this and then literally it's a party like seven game party is what I want out of it and just every single night of this series be just like the freaking Super Bowl. Well, I uh, who would not like that? I don't want to get. I, I I mean, I would love it, PJ. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because the Cavs looked great last night. Cavs looked so good last but night. But before I start anointing them the Eastern Conference champions, they need to win both games in Boston because I mean they they're better at home. I'm not gonna be like worried that they're gonna lose going back to the to Cleveland if they were to lose so, their next game in Boston, but they have to win that game. See, my so my thought was like, I was like, all right, so if Boston's gonna win any of these games, they're gonna have to win game one. Like I'm gonna see them do something. <laughs> and after I saw Cavs, I was like, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I kind of felt the same. Yeah, we had, we one, but like we had uh, I. I think, the, I think the Cavs are going to sweep them. We know. had a lengthy discussion going into the game last night with a few friends. Uh, and you were a little skeptical that it was going to be a blowout, but... I was not... No. No. I what? was not skeptical it was going to be a blowout. I was skeptical that we were going to narrow down a point differential of 14 to 16 points. No, you said that you didn't... Like, if you guys really think that they'll win by 10-plus points on the road. And I was like, yeah, I do think they're going to win by 10 plus points on the road. Yeah, I, I was, but no, what I was, I, no, you were, <laughs> you were raising it incorrectly because what I was suggesting was directly involved in the bet we were going to make about the point differential. And I was like, if you guys truly think they're going to make the 10 plus score, beat them by over 10, this is how we should play this. Scenario. Okay. All right. Because I, I, clearly... I was not, a, I was not against that, but I just, I mean, I was also in the back of my head saying, all right, if they're gonna win a game, like Boston, this is the game to win. So let's also like, whatever. But the scenario in which I was that you referred to that quote was in reference to the bets we were gonna place, and like, if you're thinking that way, this is how I would play it. Well, how about this? How about this quote, which is from you, that uh, you said that the Cavs are going to win by thirteen, and you were right. <laughs> Did I say that? You said they're going to win by thirteen now, after we laid down a fourteen to sixteen oh, point bet. That. I yeah. did say that. I didn't want to blow too much smoke up your ass last night, but you did say that. Yeah, because you guys didn't want to do the the eleven to thirteen bet. Also, just split the five bucks between the two. We, uh, in that. retrospect, should have done that. Once again, I'm the smartest basketball man alive. Quote that. And, and we'll be renaming this podcast The Smartest Basketball Minds Alive. And uh, ultra. So look and for ultra. Mind Alive plus Ultra. We'll, so look for a rebrand and a but I'm, redesign I'll say, logo. Yeah, the smartest basketball mind alive is going to say, Cavs sweeping this thing. I will put, I'd put money down on that. I'm betting them every every game the rest of the series um warriors not nah, i'd like to do the same thing um but i got i gotta see if Kawhi plays or not because Kawhi plays i could see him just being like 
I'll, I'll like, I'd like a game. If I think if Col- between the two, Cavs or Warriors, who do you think has the better? Like, who do you think would lose a game? Cavs. Really? Yeah, I mean, I think what that. Have you, uh, what have you seen the Celtics do that makes you believe that? Because I did see the Spurs own the cat own the Warriors for about damn near three quarters. So like. At least have like a visual in my head of like what that would look like. Outside of some like yeah regular season games that like I don't really like factor in at this point because Cavs are playing way better than they were during those couple of matchups during the regular season. I don't really see how they do it because like. But PJ, you're, I think this is some recency bias. This is one game. Yep. Every game no, that the- actually it's not because. I've been pretty sh- like much not on board with the Celtics after I saw the Bulls go up 2-0 them. I was like, I'm not like there's there's not much there. Like there's there's just a bunch of guys. Well, like, you're asking me about I like, but like as basketball players, like good players, but as far as the team, like nothing that I'm like, oh, I I could see this like if this if the game goes this way. Like Isaiah does this plus like this, you know. Who else no, I yeah. I get what you're saying, PJ. But what I'm what I am saying is that if you look at a one game, it's just too small of a sample size. And Boston beat the Cavs during the regular season, which look doesn't matter. Regular season, postseason, LeBron, two different people. Yep. But last year, Game One, NBA Finals, Warriors kicked the shit out of the Cavs. Cavs win the series. I don't think that's compared. I'm looking at just the body of work that the Boston Celtics have put together. Game two, kick the shit out of the Cavs. If we, if you and I are talking and doing this podcast after game two of the finals last year, you're not saying the Cavs are going to win in seven. Like, no way. If, if you just different. look at those first two. That's, how, you cannot compare them playing the Warriors to the Cavs playing this year. I'm talking about uh, what I'm saying is in, in direct reference to how the Celtics have played. And there's nothing the Celtics have done in the two playoff series I've seen them play where I say, yeah, I could see them beat this Cavs. Because I've also seen the every game the Cavs have played, and I like that body of work a lot better. Look, if I was to bet money on whether or not the Cavs sweep sweep or don't sweep, I bet on them sweeping. You just asked me which of the two series I thought would lose. And I, I don't or would most likely to lose a game out of those two teams. And my reason more so... When, like, when have the Cavs been down 25 points this year, this playoffs? They haven't been. Yeah. Warriors were. But my point, PJ, is okay. that if, if, Kawhi, if Kawhi was healthy, yeah. it would be a no-question Spurs. He's not. He's questionable for Game 3. I don't think even if he plays in game three, he's going to be able to go out there and lock down Kevin Durant. I just don't see it happening. And then if they throw him in for game four, like if you're down three, nothing to the Warriors, even if you're at home, Warriors are coming for blood then. Like it's just like, and I don't see them losing in that game where the Cavs, like I could, like we've talked about the Celtics a ton. I could see one game, particularly in game two, where the Celtics are saying, like, this is a must win. We can't go down 2-0 going to Cleveland. And if they get hot, like, they have good three-point shooting. Like, that is what I'd be betting on. It's like, it's more likely that the Celtics get hot from three, shoot, 
35, 43 is make 15, 20 of them. And they end up winning the game when, I don't know, LeBron just doesn't have his three point shot going and Kevin Love doesn't put up 30 and 10. That is possible. That's within the realm of possibility. That's why I would choose them. But see, I think, I mean, Kawhi's ankle wasn't doing all right in game one. I mean, it was still kind of like, eh, just what, what's going on? I mean, he, I mean, he didn't play in a game six that they won to knock out the Rockets. Uh, once again, screw anyone that told me the Rockets were the team that could take down the, not take down the Warriors, but take a couple games to the Warriors. I mean, I don't know if Kawhi's ankle is like that much worse than it was in Game One. I think See, and like, that's that's kind. Of, I kind of have a feeling it is. Like maybe. if he look, if he goes out there and plays Game Three like he plays in Game One, Spurs are probably going to win. Because yeah. if you're shooting seventy percent from the field and you have twenty six points in like twenty four minutes, I kind of think he yeah, you have a really good shot at winning, and your means he's probably feeling well enough to kind I mean, of play he, yeah. play free safety and and just kill it on defense, but. It, he rolled it twice in that game, and the second time just looked so bad. Like I, I, I just don't have a good feeling about it, about him being ready to go. Right. I mean, and that's just speculation. Like we'll have, we'll know, we'll know Saturday, but we just, there's no way to know now. Right. But I just, I, my kind of thought on it is like, if Kawhi didn't play in game two, it means he was like, at this point, I think the Spurs are approaching it like he's going to be able to be an impact player if he's playing. They're not just going to put him out there as a decoy and risk anything else since he's re-injured already, you know, game one of this series. I think it's like he feels good on it. He thinks he can make an impact. Like, he's going to be a difference maker. I I feel like Pop's only going to do it for that reason. I I mean, I think he knows the chips are stacked against him. Like, it doesn't make sense, like, messing with the the franchise for this this series that was like already you had a lot stacked against you as far as like an ability to you know win it right no i follow you but i'm just saying too like just to end it on this like okay bless my bag haven't seen the Cavs like get owned like that for three quarters by anyone yet like the spurs did it if Kawhi plays like the opportunity for that to happen again is out there um why I would leave on the, them Warriors. No, it, you're right. I but I, to I'm not trying to play devil's advocate to every step along yeah. the way here. But the Spurs are the best. Like no, they had the Cavs have not played anyone as good as the Spurs are. Not as well coached. Not as good of an individual player. <laughs> just not as good of a team. You're right. You're right. I mean. But are the Spurs? But the Spurs aren't the second best team in the Western Conference either, is what I was told at least. The Spurs aren't. That's what you were telling, trying to tell me during that last series. Well, James Harden did me wrong, man. I don't know what to tell you. That's we kind of we kind of we we. It's been a week uh, since we've done a pod, Neither so we kind of kind of kind of kind of glazed over yeah. Houston Spurs ending and. War or uh, Wizards Celtics ending, but uh, yeah, James Harden uh, is an all-time flop in a game where there's just no excuse to flop. I mean, if you're losing to that version of the San Antonio Spurs on your home court to force yeah. a game seven, 
It's just embarrassing. It's not all his fault. No. Like, he played like shit. Don't get me wrong. Like, well, James just, his body language, man, he just wasn't in, it just really wasn't into it from the tip. But, you know, when you're Eric Gordon and Ryan Anderson, the two guys you pay in the offseason to really make some plays and hit big threes, just can't hit a thing. It's tough. They went cold for a long time. So this is a crazy yeah. stat that I think I think I saw it on uh, NBA John TV. Wall but I, also kind of had his thing, but that I mean, I think part of with both those guys had to do with just like fatigue and yeah. John Wall is like two minute, too many minutes with him. Yeah, I but think uh, minutes management problems. But I also like, I mean, I think both of us have to kind of be like, man, I don't really feel great about it. Like, I know we were gonna do our pod about the awards and stuff later, but. Man, we should have done it earlier because I just like don't feel as impassioned to argue Russell versus James Harden at all. Like, yeah, it doesn't feel good, like, does it? It, it really doesn't. Too. I knew it was gonna happen, and I was like, we should do this like right away. Now I'm just like, fuck, it happened. Like I just don't really care about talking about it anymore. Oh, just yeah, more incentive to do this again it, next I'm year. Sorry. We'll learn it next year, people. But next year. You know what? I would say it right now. It's going to be like LeBron, Steph, Katie, or Kawhi will win MVP next year. There's going to be none of this. Other, like, now that I'm like going broad, but it's going to be a blue blood, like hardcore household name like that. It's going to be like one of the top teams next year, one of the top four teams in the league. Those are the only people that have a chance to win MVP next year. I mean, you, that's an entirely different conversation. I I'm, don't disagree Just with you. Laying seeds, Alter. You got to lay seeds early, and let them blossom longer, long term. That's a high hyperbole you can uh, take home, folks. <laughs> that <laughs> Write that pod. down. Write it down. Yeah, yeah. PJ, he has not slowed down on beer drinking, so it's this is good. No, this is good. I I, I lost my trip. I lost my train of thought. My uh, train of thought. I was going to make some point about um, James Harden and his minutes or something. But I'm sure it wasn't that important. Was I'm sure I remember it. Stat you were going to tell me that I kept oh. off on. So the Rockets, the lowest point total they had all season was 92 points, and they scored 75 points in that game against the Spurs. Yeah, it's bad when I look at a, a score and I'm like, ah, Bulls could have beat that score. 75 points. That's pretty embarrassing. Actually, so funny, when I was watching the Spurs-Warriors game one, it was like seven minutes left in the second quarter and the Warriors had 16 points. And I was like, oh my God, like this is unbelievable. Spurs how is fucking magician. <laughs> yeah, how is what this even? What's in that? What's in that secret water shit they do? How is this even possible? And then this Warriors finished with 113 points. So, I mean, didn't last too long. But uh, I, I think that's all we got, Peach. Uh, are you ready to close up shop? I mean, I think. I, don't know. <laughs> I think. Got, I mean, we got game game two of the Celts. Uh, Cavs tomorrow, and we got the preview and then we got spurs and and golden state on on saturday i guess we can make predictions yeah so we don't do this very often but i'd like to see your take so Cavs on the road against the celtics win tomorrow night uh minus five and a half what's your bet Cavs minus the points yep 
All right, you can take that to the bank. And then Saturday, Golden State minus six in San Antonio. Is it six now? Six. See, that one's tough because, I mean, we just literally went on a little thing about how we don't know if Kawhi's playing. It's really your betting is Kawhi going to play or is he not going to play? I think I'd go Golden State. Uh, I don't. I think he's going to play. I think he's a machine. He'll program. Put some software in there and say my ankle doesn't hurt that much. The Cavs won six and a half now. Oh, uh, I'm... Moves. Shit. It's a lot of points. Let's, we'll see. Still take the Cavs. Um, yeah, if we're playing the assumption Kawhi does play... I will take the Spurs. All right, but I'd go yeah, I I'd go they, Cavs I, Warriors, but if yeah, if I if I know Kawhi's playing, I think this is like the case I wanted to make with Houston in that game three that they shit the fucking bed. Um, <laughs> God, I'm still so mad about that. And then the rest of how they did that, I was like, yeah, I feel vindicated for how mad I was at them in game three. Um, but the Spurs aren't that team. Like, they will uh, – I think if Kawhi plays, they show up. I'd take the Spurs six and a half. All right. Well, we'll have to wait and see, my man. We so, um, I, uh, Peach and I are heading up to Wisconsin this weekend. Be watching they game. Never f- see from us again. We're gonna make Trump Lake great again. Be watching uh, game two tomorrow. Hopefully, if we can find some signal up there, find some cable up there. But uh, please, uh, as always, thank you everyone for listening. Check us out at thepointforwardnba.com or at thepointforward on Twitter. Please leave us a oh nice, Ooh. perfect timing. Please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Check us out on Facebook. Search for the, the Point Forward. Uh, really appreciate everyone that's taking the time to listen to us every week. Excited to continue to bring out some more pods uh, as the playoffs keep rolling, as we uh, get closer to the award ceremony and the draft and off season. But we still have the finals to look forward to. Uh, it's been a great season. Uh, Peach, do another pod next week, man. Party on, Wayne. See ya. <laughs>